0: Yo, what's up, man? What's up, man? So we're uh, starting this new podcast, something we're going to give a shot at and and see if it's uh, worthy and uh, profitable for our church. And so uh, what's the name? You you had suggested, I think, like 30 different names, like... Uh, the fruit on the vine or
1: uh Man, that's you know. a good one too. I didn't
0: suggest that. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was the you did the generator yeah. thing and there was a bunch of names. So what's the one we're landing on? The right one now? we're
1: landing on now is the LP. Yeah.
0: Keep it simple. Yep. Lighthouse yep. podcast. Lighthouse podcast. And so unless those of you listening, if you have a better suggestion, you can email us. We'll give you an email at the end to to do that. But uh but yeah, so we're gonna keep it simple. So why don't you walk us through real quick, uh, AJ, uh what we're uh, what the purpose of this podcast is.
1: Uh, purpose of the podcast, kind of what we have laid out, Uh, greet y'all, say hi, give you some announcements, maybe what's going on, if there's anything important, Um, talk about uh, general news in the world today with the Kingdom Mindset, just kind of try to tackle what's going on in the world um, with the view of a Christian, because that's what we are, we're Christians and we try to look at things as Christ-like as possible. Um, Yeah, that's really it, just something to get the church body uh, together and thinking about.
0: Yeah, so... You know, it's what we call a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have, you know, if you think of a worldview as a set of glasses and, you know, maybe you don't have a great uh, eyesight. And so you go to the doctor, they give you, you know, your, you know, whatever it is. Like you have glasses, I don't. So God, God was a little better towards me. No, mm-hmm. I, but uh, you, have color, to, you have to put those glasses on to see more properly. And so that's what we want as Christians is to have a biblical worldview. How do we look at worldly events local events through the lens of scripture and so um, and then we're going to talk a little bit maybe about sermon stuff maybe some something that that stood out or whatever yeah. so so we'll bounce that back and forth as well so um, yeah so super stoked we want to keep this organic it's just a conversation between two friends and um, and if y'all like it and if it's profitable awesome uh, let us know and uh, share it with other people so so it will be good for them too what's on the docket
1: for today man Uh, well, first, um, just some announcements about the church. If you do attend Lighthouse, uh, good to let you know, just to keep on the front of your mind, a couple things that are going on. One big thing I want to point out, VBS is, is coming up here. Um, so, you know, if you got any kids, you know, any children, grandkids, something like that, uh, registration is officially open. So go ahead and sign, sign your little ones up for VBS. Awesome. Or just show up. Or
0: just show up. Yeah. You have to register them that first day, but that starts on June 6th. Mm -hmm. Um, next Monday, and uh, yeah, so we're super stoked about that. And um, I think
1: what we're going to talk about with the news today, um, I think VBS is really important in context to what we're talking about, so just to put that on the front of your mind, um, you know, and we'll probably mention it again once we get to the news. Yeah, that's uh, next on the docket, we'll, uh, we'll talk about news today, Some uh, a big event that happened last week, um, unfortunately, it's something that we can talk about. Um, how's life, though, man?
0: Man, just living the dream, man. Yeah. I uh, got another kid that just graduated, so i got two in college now, and we'll have two in high school and one in middle school. So we're going to enjoy the summer as much as we can and yeah. uh, before we ship off another one of our kids. So uh, excited about the new season. She's getting ready to go into. Yeah, okay. so, what about you? And I got a dog, too. That's, yeah. Uh, you just
1: told me a story yeah. about how you almost killed yeah. your dog. Yeah. yeah. On I, accident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not yeah. like yeah. I want to kill my yeah. dog, but yeah. Yeah. like I almost yeah. walked it to death. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what about you, man? It's not a lot, you know. Um, I got one that's getting shipped off to California and that's yeah. a little bit different of an event. That's not college or anything. But you know, we're gonna transition our season of life through that, find out how to be a, a father in that scenario. Um other than that, it's pretty standard. Really excited for summer. Really excited for, uh, this is 2022 now. So I think this is our first summer as a, as a world that's like out of COVID and, and sympathetic to anybody out there who's still struggling with any health issues regarding that. But this is like our first free world out of COVID since then. So that'll be really exciting. Just kind of get back to having fun. Yeah. It's good. Um, Sunday, um, you preached. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, good stuff. One of the lines, um, I took away from that was Satan is fighting a battle he's already lost. Like that was some huge that stuck in my head. Um, and I actually, we both preached the weekend before this weekend. And, um, something I had said over there in Oakville, um, is that Satan's gonna hate you. Satan always hates you. You know, even if, even if you're, um, before you're saved. Satan doesn't love you when you're apart from Christ. He's mm-hmm. not He's not trying to entice you with sin to give you a good time. He hates you. And the only reason he wants to get you to sin isn't to make your life better and to be more enjoyable just because he wants to keep from Christ. Mm-hmm. He wants to give you a, quote, good time just because he hates you. And that's part of Satan fighting a battle that he's already lost. Yeah. So I really, really liked hearing that. I think that's a really awesome reminder, you know, like no matter what. What side of the fence you're on—that Satan's losing
0: yeah. always. From a yeah, he's he's fighting from a losing position, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, yeah, the victory's been won. When uh, what's the worst thing uh, anybody, just human-wise, could ever do to you, and it would be to bring death, either bring death to you or to a loved one, uh, someone you cared for. Well, what's the worst thing Satan could possibly do if you could think about that? It would be death, and. That's why we say he's he's fighting from a losing position because Jesus overcame death when he rose from the grave. The bell was rung. You know, Satan thought he had uh, delivered the final blow. Uh, Man, what what, is Siri? Is Siri joining us for the uh, for the podcast? But yeah, so Satan, um, you know, he he thought he had won maybe, but uh, but God is victorious in raising Christ from the dead, and as Jesus rose from the dead, we too will be resurrected, and that's the hope that we have. So yeah. Uh, it's a big thing for us as believers. That's a hope we have.
1: Yeah, really, really like that takeaway. Um, other takeaways, uh, it was all about groaning. Creation is groaning. Uh, the creators groaning. So, uh, you know, friends, if you were here on Sunday, go ahead and go look back at those takeaways. I think that was really interesting perspective. Uh, you gave the um, the illustration of Bryce at Disney World. You know, peeking over yeah. the edge, like trying to see what's going on. And um, you know, I mean, I guess that's us. Every time we're in the Word, you know, wanting to see what God's doing and wanting to see what the world, what the world's doing. And um, and I think, especially when we get to talking to the news right now, um, you know, when something bad happens, I think a lot of people are just like, "Oh, where is it? Where is the end? Like, why do we have to live in this?" Or you know, like things like this are happening more often, so the end has to be near. And you're just kind of peeking, like, "Where is eternal glory? Where is um, peace? That yeah. you know that we're looking forward to."
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bryce did that when he was three. Now I have to tiptoe just to be on the same <laughs> same, the same uh, level as he is. He's all grown up now. But um, yeah. I, and, you know, that was over the three points was that creation's groaning. The comforter groans mm-hmm. for us. The Holy Spirit uh, groans with uh, when we don't have the words to say he's going on our behalf. Um, and, you know, the middle point there was that Christians groan. And yeah. That we're groaning. Right. Um, as we're trying to grow, as we're trying to figure out how do I navigate this world as a Christian, God is continually wanting us to be more and more like Jesus. That's what we've been talking about. And so well, when we do that, there's times that it's easy and then there's times that it's really hard and there's times we don't know how to respond. And that's when the groaning comes out. You got transitions real well into what we're talking about today and, and, um, you know, a really evil act that happened,
1: um, you know, recently. Yeah. So what, what, what did happen? What is the news we're talking about? Yeah. So, uh,
0: you know, uh, the, School shooting in Texas uh, where, um, you know, I, I think there was 19 killed uh, totally.
1: Um, yeah, uh, 19 children and two teachers. Yeah, uh, There was a total of 21. That was the school shooting on Tuesday the 24th at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos. Yeah. Not to make his name famous, but that's just the facts of who it was and, and what happened. Yeah, uh,
0: we're not going to make his name famous. We're not that big of a podcast, so... Uh,
1: <laughs> but... Um,
0: yeah, it, it is a totally evil, um, act that occurred. And, you know, so how do we as Christians who we see that, you know, how do we respond to that and how does God want us to respond
1: to that? Um, and so you have any thoughts on that, anything you've been thinking about or, uh, the first thing that hit me when we were talking, obviously social media blew up and there's people with their opinions here and opinions there left and right on things. And, and I was talking to Callista about it, and I, th- I think this is a big part of creation groaning. Was I got I got frustrated really quickly, um, obviously with evil and with heinous acts and things like that. But I mean, immediately I was I was aggravated with Christians because of how they responded immediately. I mean, you're talking less than 24 hours after this tragedy, and you've already got people for and against guns. Like that was the first thing on their mind was what their what their daily life was going to mm-hmm. look like next. And, I mean, I was in fury. I'm I'm getting worked up now thinking about it. It's the first thing we do is pray. You see that kind of thing. The first thing you do is pray. I mean, get down on your face and just talk to God about it. You know, weep weep and mourn for the families who are hurting, for the souls of the children that have been taken. Um, For Salvador, I mean, he's a human, too. He's a human being. He's dead. He's dead, yeah. And there's nothing he can do. I mean— God only knows his salvation and we can assume it. But, I mean, pray for his family, you know, like they're people still. They're, we're not above or below anybody breathing on this earth, so we need to pray on behalf of them. Jesus is praying on behalf of us from his stand of perfection. We're nowhere near Christ and he's praying for us. We can pray for everybody and before trying to take a view and a stand on what we think and what we agree with, just to weep and mourn for those, mm-hmm. for those families and pray for healing and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit who's also groaning in this moment, um, to just fill them and give them peace. So that's, that's the first thing that I, I thought about it was, you know, I just want them to find peace. And then we can move on with, well, how, how can we as Christians do our part in being responsible to try to quote, fix the world and fix this problem. So that's where I landed. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this, it shouldn't be shocking that
0: evil exists. Mm -hmm. We know that Uh, from the get go, you think back to um, the garden when sin entered the world, when Adam and Eve uh, chose to eat from that tree. Um, You know, it's just the very next generation, their kids, Cain and Abel, um, their two sons. And uh, we see uh, that Cain kills Abel. He murders his own brother, and um, out of jealousy, out of rage, and so this isn't anything brand new. It's been happening since the beginning. Um, and then uh, after that, you know, I I, w- I was really uh, obviously disturbed. Um, you know, struggled with that. I, I think I mentioned uh, Sunday that I can't imagine what those parents mm-hmm. and what those families are going through to see such. What well, we would say, innocent young uh, children uh, snuffed out in such a you know a, an early age, and um, they'll never get to experience some of the things that they were looking forward to mm-hmm. and wanted to, and that their families wanted for them. And so, you know that it's it sucks. It's terrible, um, you know. Uh, but I, I, I thought about this uh, as we uh, discussed. We were going to talk about this, so I just looked up some statistics, and I think especially for people in our area that we grow numb to these kind of things. And then when it happens at a school where children are affected, we, we jump up and we go, oh, now I'm going to be outraged. You know, uh, in 2021, uh, I looked these up in St. Louis, there was one hundred ninety nine homicides. Yeah. So almost one. Every day and a half or so, OK, something like that. And then in Chicago in 2021, there was seven hundred and ninety three homicides. So you're saying two a day out uh, there. Yeah. And so um, and so, you know, this is something that happens on the regular that we, you know, Chicago in our state, and we know Chicago runs the state of Illinois pretty much. You have St. Louis, which is our right down the street from us here. And it's continually happening. You turn on the news. It's another report about this. And so I think we can grow really numb to it. Um, and then we see this. And so. My response uh, in thinking through this was, you know, that we shouldn't just wait until tragedy hits somewhere else. We should, you know, when this happens here, how do we, how do we respond? And, and it's not happening in our own community necessarily, but how can we hopefully maybe prevent something like this ever happening as Christians here? Um, and so, you know, I, th- I think you said that the very first thing is we ought to pray. You know, uh, First Chronicle seven, uh, you know, where God says, "If my people will humble themselves." And call out to me and turn from their wicked ways. Mm-hmm. I will hear them and heal their land. And so, um, so yeah, so there's a, a role on our part, not just to pray, uh, but how can we and help others turn from uh, their wicked ways? Um, I think a primary way is to uh, really love children and mm-hmm. to do that well. And, you know, you look at this guy who, who you know, did these acts. He had a history of mental illness. Um, he came from a, a family where uh, abuse was reported, um, and so he, he had a, a really sucky home life. Um, you know, Some of that happens around here, so how can we uh, respond well? I think we need to love those kids. I think we need to try, yeah. to try to reach out to those families as much as we can. I don't think we need to sit on the sidelines and wait for them to come to us. We need to be strategic in how we reach out to them. Okay, so how do we do that as a church? I don't think it's a new program. Um, you know, uh, I think we could start programs and, and do different things, but I think it's us collectively as the church body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you live next door to somebody, you're the church, you need to reach out and try to, you know, try to yeah. be a very good neighbor. Instead of
1: that neighbor kid being a menace, that neighbor kid is a child of God yeah. and, and it, it can be your job to minister to them. Yeah. Maybe they listen to loud music and you can smell things that they smoke outside yeah. whenever you're trying to take your dogs out instead of just getting mad about it or judging them, I, which I think a lot of. I mean, Christians and non-Christians as people with upstanding lives would look at these kids like they're menaces, but look at them like a, a blessing. Like, this is somebody that God has given me to minister to. And I don't think there's any greater blessings than that than when the Lord's using us for, for his glory. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I had hinted at earlier, you know, like with VBS coming up. Now that's bringing kids into the church or, or to the church building. But that's in your community. That's out and about. If you know somebody with a kid that doesn't go to church, VBS isn't just for church kids. Mm-hmm. Find a family that you know has children and invite them to VBS. That might be the only chance they get to hear the gospel. And it only takes once. Yeah. It only takes hearing the gospel once. I mean, I heard it, I don't know how many hundreds of times, but the one time, yeah. it stuck on me. So VBS a huge thing, no matter where you are. I mean... Given only Lighthouse people are probably going to hear this, but anywhere else in the world, there's VBSs all over the place. There's vacation Bible schools in the summer, keeping your kids engaged, showing them the love of Christ, just, um, you know, getting them to start walking in a discipline, maybe. And then, um, like with youth group, too, I mean, that's a weekly thing that happens at a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, one youth conference, Clist and I went to, a guy was telling a story, um, you know, he had, did youth group. And you remember this fifth grader that would come maybe once a month. And only played the games, only bought the snacks, fell asleep during lessons and things like that. You know, the youth leader ran into him. Decades later, the kid, you know, the kid recognized him. He didn't recognize the kid. And, you know, hey, Mr. Johnson or whatever his name is. Like, hey, you know, I remember you from youth group, so on, so on. It's like, I don't remember any of the lessons you taught. But he's like, you changed my life because you loved me. they are like, that's so heavy. Just loving, just loving kids. They might not hear a single lesson. They might not understand the name of Jesus. But if you have a Christ-like love, and Scripture tells us that, if you can love, that trumps everything else. Yeah, Yeah, that's how
0: I got saved. Uh, I had had parents who loved me, uh, loved me well when I was being a moron. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a youth pastor who loved me and and stayed after me, even at the age of 18, wouldn't wouldn't let it go and, and kept sharing Jesus and the gospel with me. And so... Um yeah, so that, uh, yeah, it's important that, that we reach out, that we're the church to others. And so, um, you know, just walking through that, how do we respond? I think first we pray. Uh, mm-hmm. We pray to the God who's in control, even when we don't understand why things are happening. He does. Uh, so we're going to look at this week. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And so um, so while we may not understand it, we need to pray to the one who does. Um, I think two uh, you know we need to be the body, we need to be the church, we need to be active in, in how we love and reach out to those around us um and then three, we do that from a mindset of that God loves children, and um God cares for all children, you know in matthew eighteen uh Jesus you know he brings a child up on his lap and and he says, "You know unless you come to me like a child mm-hmm. um, then then you can't inherit the kingdom and so it's that it's that simple following, uh, that simple faith that we are called to make it harder than it is. Uh, but know that God loves us uh, enough where it is just a simple faith. It's not a formula that we have to go through to get saved. Um, you know, and then Matthew 19, uh, it's funny, Jesus preaches that in Matthew 18. And then in Matthew 19, the, the moms are trying to bring their children to Jesus so he can pray for them and lay his hands mm-hmm. on them. And the disciples are stopping them. They rebuke them and try to keep them. And I'm like, I'm reading it and I'm going, Jesus just said this back in Matthew 18. That like, like he wants the children around him. And so Jesus rebukes the disciples and says, look, morons, you got to, uh, it doesn't say that in the Bible, right. but that's how I <laughs> interpret it. Jesus says, hey, morons. And, uh, you know, uh, you got, and then they, he lets them come to him. And so I think Jesus, the son of God, God on earth here, uh, exhibited great love and care for children. We see some of his miracles, healings raising from the dead were children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so we need to love children the way God loves children. We are children of God. He loves us. We need to love others in that way. And so, yeah, so it's a sucky situation. It's a terrible thing that, that we had to experience, but, um, and, that, and that that community is, is really going through. Um, but I think it's a lesson we can learn to, to continue to rely on the Lord, um, and continue to love others and, and to love children in our community the way God does. And so, uh, so yeah, so I'd encourage our church, be active, uh, be a good neighbor. Um, and, and if you see a need, try to meet that need yeah. if you can. So,
1: yeah, I think it takes us back to, uh, Proverbs 22 6, to raise up a child in the way of the Lord and he will not depart from them. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's, you know, kids, you know, like, I don't know. Eventually I got saved. I know I was raised well. I was raised, you know, with with Jesus and God and it was just talked about and it was present. It took me until I was 26 years old to get saved. But I mean, there's the deal. Like there's probably so many people that counted me out in high school. Like, well, he was a church kid and look at what he's doing. But I mean, I'm saved now, you know, without a doubt. So raise up a child in the way of the Lord and he will not turn away. And I think we just start young. Start, start young, start old. It don't, it don't matter. The whole world needs Jesus, yep. and and like you said, that's definitely a reminder that um, you know, the kids, the, the kids need to hear too. Church, this isn't for adults. The yep. ones that can fully comprehend and get into a Bible on their own, church can just go love kids. Yep. So,
0: well, man, I think that uh, I think we answered the problems of all the world right there. Wow. wow. So yeah, we don't even yeah. need a podcast yeah. anymore. Yeah. We um, all fixed. Yeah. So. I think our goal in doing this is, uh, this is our first one. Uh, we want to try to keep it around 15 minutes. We know we're a little over on this one, but this is the intro one. And so we're going to be filling this out and trying to figure it out and get better at it each week. I uh, hope it's a blessing for our church. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I think that's simply the purpose. Just two dudes uh, talking Jesus, talking how to respond to cultural issues uh, from a Christian mindset. So yeah. Um, Hey, uh, we're going to do this. If people want to reach out, if, you, if they have specific questions or uh, uh, ways or, or things they would like us to talk about. Uh, so we're going to talk culture. We're going to talk uh, big news events. If there's nothing huge happening, we're going to talk about just some biblical principles and stuff and different daily uh, issues in life. Uh, but they can do that by going to just emailing us at the LP, T-H-E-L-P, at lcc-nashville.com. There you go. So that's our that's our podcast uh, email. So I love that.
1: Yeah. 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 So, email in whatever you need, any suggestions, whatever. We want uh, the church to be as invested in this as we are because we're doing this all as a team, all as a big old church family. And we're going to drop this every week on what day? Should come out on Thursday. Thursday? I thought it was Friday? Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we're going to record on Monday. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. was Memorial Day, so we're a yeah. day behind. Yeah, we'll drop these on Wednesday. Okay. We're going to record them on Monday. so if they don't care when we're
0: going to record them. They well, know if something gonna big shot. happens on Tuesday, they're gonna,
1: they're gonna, they just want to know they just going to know What if there's a 10.0 earthquake and they're like, why aren't they talking about earthquakes well, today? then they can start their own podcast and talk about 10.0 earthquake. <laughs> talk about so. earthquakes. All right.
0: I think that's it, man. Yeah, man. Right, so love you, bro. Yeah, love you, man. All right. And uh,
1: yeah, hope this is profitable for you, church. Love you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you next week.